Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Well, hello again, and welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. We're going to spend some time on today's show helping you get better prepared for your financial future and for retirement. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. Find us online by going to insightfolios.com. Kevin, great to be with you this week. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good, Walter. Uh, and we were talking before the show, but we had that big storm that blew through like a lot of our listeners. And our power went out Wednesday, didn't come back until Sunday afternoon. That's so. a long time to go without with, without power, man. That's that's brutal. The the good news is, is I finally gave in because where I live, we're without power quite a bit, it seems like. So I ended up buying a Generac generator. Uh-oh. Everybody and was jealous of you, I'm sure. All the neighbors were coming down and seeing what I had. So I think the Generac's going to have a few more sales this week, which is going to be good. Uh, that's fantastic. You uh, yeah. you turned into a quick spokesman for, for them. I did. <laughs> that happens to me whenever we lose power, because I also live in an area that seems to lose power quite frequently, even just from like a minor thunderstorm or wind gust. We just have so many tall, mature trees. It just falls on the power lines so easily around here. And everyone on our street loses power, but the neighbor that I can see through the backyard they have a generator. And so whenever we've dealt with big storms and lose power, they're just still rocking and rolling over there. And we just stare longingly across the backyard. <laughs> you can kind of see them gathering in their dining room to sit down with the kids to eat dinner. And it just looks like life is ticking away normally. And you're, you're over here like, you know, haven't showered in three days. And <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's quite a juxtaposition when you don't have the generator and someone else does next door. <laughs> now, just think of our great, great, great grandparents are saying, you know, what kind of babies are you people that's right put up without a little you know little little power so that's right yeah. uh, i i can already hear my grandparents telling me the stories of uh living in illinois and shooting rats in the barn and that's what we did for fun back then young man so no no complaints <laughs> from you okay <laughs> so that's good stuff well uh it's good to hear that you uh have power back you know, everyone has power back now, hopefully, and uh, back in good shape. And, you know, it kind of got us thinking with the big storm coming through, what are some ways that, you know, weather, uh, since we kind of are getting into that storm season and big summer thunderstorms and those kinds of things, how does that relate to the financial world? So we're going to spend a little time on today's show talking about your financial weather forecast. You know, I wanted to be a weatherman when I was growing up, Kevin, and still may, you know, I could see going back to school and getting my meteorology degree and working at a local TV station or something like that. Pointing at the green screen. That's right. I could do yeah. the green screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about that on today's show. Plus, do you have an IRA? If you do, you're going to want to listen up. We're going to talk about some of the most frequently asked questions when it comes to IRAs today and get to the bottom of some of the most important things to be thinking about if you use an IRA as part of your investment and retirement planning strategy. All that, and I'm sure we'll get into a few other things along the way as well. 
But, uh, you know, there, I think there are some financial lessons as we started thinking about this concept, Kevin, uh, that we can learn from, you know, every area of life. On this show, we've had fun before talking about the retirement farm and, you know, packing for a trip. And the, we, we love analogies on this show from time to time. So let's see what we can learn from retirement planning, from things that get discussed on the Weather Channel or just around the water cooler. What's the default that everybody talks about when they see somebody after the weekend? You know, hey, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, but ni- or nice weather outside, you know? It's kind of the default that people go to. It is, it is. So tornadoes, you know, a lot of us in the U.S. have to deal with tornadoes. Um, unlike a hurricane, though, where you usually have time to prepare because you know it's coming for days in advance, we get these tornadoes that develop, Kevin, and this is why I think they're kind of scarier than even a hurricane. They develop quickly, and they can cause a lot of damage within minutes of formation. I'm curious, what's the tornado of the financial world? Is there a parallel? Well, there is. There's a good one, and it's market corrections. And the reason is you rarely get any warning that it's coming. And if you're not prepared for it, it can really hurt your portfolio going forward. All you have to do to look at this recent tornado that came through is look back just a few weeks ago. If we look back on February 16th of just 2020, the Dow was a little over 29,000. And by March 22nd, a little over a month later, it was over a little over 18,000. You know, that's a huge drop. So what can you do to prevent, you know, to help your portfolio going forth if you have this, we have this financial tornado that's going to blow through? Well, diversifications can help in this type of environment. The reason is your stocks may be down in your portfolio, but if you have other investments, if you're diversified enough, the other investments may be up. Give an example, extended treasury bonds, Year to date, as we're recording this, is up over 25%. So if you had stocks in your portfolio and you have some treasury bonds, those extended treasury bonds in your portfolio, it's not a rough ride like you would think it would be because they're offsetting some of those losses. If we look back at all markets and when these uh, tornadoes come through, it's normally the unknown or unforeseeable events that really act or start this tornado seizing, as we put it. This time it's the pandemic, you know, the, the COVID pandemic that went through. In the past, it's been the tsunami in Japan. It's been 911. In 2008, it was the banking crisis. And the thing here is there's going to be other financial tornadoes that are going to happen in the future. That They've happened in the past and are going to continue in the future. Your job is to prepare for it. How? Well, get yourself a financial checkup. Find out if your portfolio is diversified. When the tornado comes through again, you want to be better prepared. How is it going to affect your income if you're taking income from your investments? Are you taking the appropriate type of risk or amount of risk for what you're trying to accomplish? These are all things that you can find out by getting that financial checkup. So when the next financial uh, tornado rolls through, you're better prepared. I think that's uh, funny that we talk about these, uh, this parallel. You know, we were talking about when the pandemic started and, and when we saw the realization of what happened to the markets. We were saying, what, what do we call this thing? Is it a correction? Is it a crash? Um, you know, is it, is it a, is a bear market? You know, a recession, depression? Well, what are all the different ways we can describe what happened? I like how we've just now simplified it to it was a, it, it was a nader. It was a tornado. <laughs> yeah. came well, through. look, it was fast and quick, right? It was. Like that a, was a know, great example. Yeah. And it left a lot of damage in its path there for, for a while. So, it did. Yeah. It did. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's the tornado. That's an easy concept to get. All right. For all my non-weather nerds out there, 
uh, we have this thing called the jet stream, right? So the jet stream, uh, there's more than one jet stream, but primarily we're talking about narrow air currents way up in the atmosphere, right? We have no way of seeing them. We can't see them. We have to use technology in order to see those air currents moving. But they can tell us a lot about what our weather is going to be like based on how those jet streams are setting up. So this thing that we can't see is really affecting us in our day-to-day lives, Kevin, because it really kind of controls some of the weather that we're going to experience here on the ground. Is there a good parallel there, a jet stream of the financial world? I think there's a good parallel, and I would call it institutional investors. So who are they or what are they, right? Because are they acts from billions, if you're familiar with that show, or who, who in the world are these people? Well, an institutional investor is a company, an organization. What do they do? They invest money on behalf of other people. So some examples would be endowment funds. You know, you got some big endowment funds out there from maybe Harvard or somebody like that. Commercial banks, mutual funds, hedge funds. We all know the hedge funds, pension funds, and even insurance companies. So what happens here is they buy and sell large positions. In other words, they're going to buy and sell large positions of a certain stock or a certain sector. And when they do that, what does it do? It creates a supply and demand imbalances that result in sudden price movements in stocks and bonds or other assets. We'll see it just the other day. The the market was down 1,400 points. And that's basically what's going on here. So institutional investors, how do you think about these people? Well, think of them as big fish on Wall Street. Why? Because they're moving millions or even billions of dollars around the market at a moment's notice. Walter, there's that... uh, movie out there where they where they show where they wanted to get their computer in line, you know, just a nanosecond before the other computers on Wall Street. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, uh, I can't remember. I the don't name, remember but, the name, but I know yeah. you're talking about. They just that that nanosecond made all the difference in the world. It, and it does. And that's what happened by click of a button. Uh, you know, these institutional investors can move millions or billions. And we, we see a dramatic move one way or the other just by a click of a button. So those and you don't see them, right? We don't know them. We don't know the faces of them. That kind of, you know, we're talking about the jet stream that are unforeseeable. And these are the same type of things that are going on here. And you really have no control over it. You just have to, you know, go along with that flow and stay in that in that route when you're invested in a market because that's a long term investment. That's a great point. The jet streams of the financial world. All right, since we're getting into summertime, I figured we'd throw this one in here too, Kevin. We'll be hearing this in the news over the coming months. The heat index. Oh, yeah. The heat index. So not just the air temperature, but when we combine the air temperature and the relative humidity, the heat index tells us how hot it feels. So they'll tell you like on the uh, the morning news, well, it'll be a high today of 95, but it'll feel like 110 outside. <laughs> um, so even if the thermometer indicates a lower reading, the heat index tells us it actually feels hotter, feels worse out there. The same thing is true in wind chill, right? If we were doing this in winter, we'd probably throw a wind chill in there, kind of the same thing. Yeah, the temperature is this, but it feels colder because of the breeze or because of the wind. So what is the heat index in retirement planning? Well, just a side note, that, that's one thing that drives me crazy, Walter, is, you know, it's bad enough. Let's not make it feel any worse, right? <laughs> right. Don't <laughs> well, tell me that. <laughs> it's 10, deg- 10 degrees below zero, but it feels like 20. Well, 10 is bad enough, so let's just keep it at that. The, but, the uh, other one is when they're like, it's 90 degrees in the shade. Yeah. In the sun, it feels like it's, you know, X, Y, and Z. 120, yeah. <laughs> it, it drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> But we can correlate the heat index, and I'll give you an example. You know, a lot of people who come in my office for the first time, we're going to correlate this to risk. They assume they're taking a certain amount of risk. And, you know, and how do they gauge that risk that they're taking? Well, typically, it's from some sort of questionnaire that they took. 
But when they come in and I take an in-depth look at, you know, at their portfolio, a lot of the time I'm seeing they're taking more risk than what they realize. And when I took that questionnaire, it was like, uh, you know, how do you feel on a scale of one to 10? Or, you know, how much could you take movement upwards or downwards? So they're basing it all on these questions. And when we take an in-depth look, like I said, we're going to find out they're taking more risk on average more than they think they do. So how do I know that? I'm looking at their different, you know, asset classes that they have in their portfolio. You know, I had a couple that came in yesterday. They didn't think they were taking a lot of risk because they had all these different funds that were in their, in their portfolio. And as it turned out, when we started breaking it down, they had 85% of their money invested in stocks. And of that 85%, 50% of that was invested in small companies in the U.S. and international. So when we started breaking it down, they thought they're on a scale of one to 10, maybe a four or five, but you know, they're probably a nine when it comes down to risk. So what am I looking for? Well, how much risk are they taking for the potential rate of return that they can expect? Does it match? Does it, does it make sense? If you're taking that kind of risk, mostly in small company stocks, you should expect a better return. Are, are you getting that? If you're taking income from your investments to supplement your own income, do you have to sell something in order to get that need? When somebody comes in and we need to find out what the retirement number is. So in other words, what rate of return do you have to average going on your portfolio going forward so you don't run out of money? And does that number match the risk that you're taking? In other words, is are you taking more risk as your heat index up higher than what you actually need to do? So if we can stay cooler in that heat index, obviously we want to do So don't be guilty of just looking at the thermometer in your portfolio because the heat index, a more in-depth look, is probably going to show you taking more risk than what that thermometer shows. Heat index and risk going hand in hand seems to make a lot of sense because when the risk gets turned up, the heat gets turned up on uh, what we're going through in life. So it's like anything. an old 70s you know, cop show, right? That's right. That's right. The heat index. Uh, I actually like that. Yeah, that does sound like a TV show it's called the heat index. That's pretty good. Uh, all right. One that uh, Michiganders certainly know a lot about, Kevin, would be black ice. You know, black ice in the winter can be especially dangerous because you can't see it. You're driving along thinking everything's just fine. The next thing you know, you're sliding all over the road. Um, it's actually almost easier to drive when it's just pure snow out because you at least know to be careful in those moments. Do you find people slipping on some sort of black ice in the financial realm? We do, and, uh, and I've slipped on some actual black ice too. All of all us people in Mich- Michigan probably have done that, yeah, so sure. they get what we're talking about. But there are a lot of variables. You know, someone needs to be aware of that could be potential black ice. Sometimes you think you're in better financial shape than what you actually are. You go into retirement thinking, hey, I'm fine. But in a few years, you're looking back and you're saying, oh, geez, I might not be in that good of places I thought I was. Some examples would be some people, and we hear this all the time, Walter, and we're, when we're asking questions or, or listening to people's questions, they think if they save a certain dollar amount, like a million dollars, they're good to go. Well, that may or may not be true. What if you do have that million dollars and you need to withdraw 60000 per year to supplement your income and you need to increase that 60000 per year just based on your lifestyle? Well, guess what? That million dollars probably isn't enough. You may need more. Or you may think you're going to be in a lower tax bracket. And right now with a low tax environment, I'm betting that the, f- the taxes are going to go up and increase in the future. Why? Because we have massive debt out there. And just this last stimulus alone created a lot of debt. And the other big one is how much income do you really need on an annual basis? You really need to sit down and you really need to drill down and start tracking how much you spend on a monthly basis. 
you need to get a good idea of what's your actual costs are going to be. Don't guesstimate. Don't, you know, don't guess at this. Drill down, get a budget sheet, go into more in depth just before you retire and find out what in all reality, how much income you're going to need. Don't go into retirement thinking you're going to need X amount of income. Be sure that you need X amount of income. And the reason is you could possibly be retired longer than you work. My dad's a good example. He's been retired longer than he's worked. And so those things are becoming more and more common as we go through retirement. People are retiring younger and younger. And the other thing is, how are you going to take what you save for your entire life and turn that into income for maybe the next 30 years without running out of money? This is critical when you're doing your retirement planning. These are all things that could be the black ice in your retirement planning because you're not looking out for them. And if you slip and fall on those, that could really hurt you going into retirement. The last thing most people want to do is go back to work. And that's what we're talking about here. Get your portfolio in shape. Look out for the black ice. You know, look out for the heat index, how much risk you're taking, the jet streams, all those things come into play. If that's you, you're sitting on the sidelines and you're getting close to retirement, you got to prepare for the black ice. You got to prepare for the tornadoes. And how do you do it? It takes an in-depth planning process. You have to come in with an advisor. You have to sit down. You have to tell your advisor what your planning is for your retirement, what your goals are, how much income do you need, how much risk are you taking? Does it all fit together in one simple plan that you understand going forward to get you to and through retirement without running out of money? If not, it's pretty easy solution to come up with. Just pick the phone up, give us a call, and we'd be happy to sit down with you and go through that process and look for those areas that may trip you up into retirement. So if that's you, don't procrastinate. Pick up the phone, give us a call, and I'd be happy to sit down with you and answer your questions and get you started on that track to make sure that you can make it to and through retirement. Because here at our office, that's what I love to do. I'm laser focused on income planning. That's what we're all about. And we work with retirees now for going on 29 years, and it's the fun part of my job. So pick up the phone, give us a call. I'd be happy to walk you through that process. Again, the number is 888-885-PLAN to reach Kevin Ray and talk about what your situation looks like right now and how you can improve it going forward and get the financial and retirement plan in place that's going to last as long as you do and help you accomplish all of your retirement goals. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Make sure that you can get to and through retirement with a great plan and a plan that abides by the three C's, as I like to call it here on the show from time to time. Uh, a plan that's customized, uh, making sure that you are getting a plan that is tailored to your needs. Also, one that is comprehensive, the second C, making sure no stone is left unturned when it comes to looking at all the different angles of retirement planning. Uh, you don't want to just look at one piece of the puzzle. You want to look at the full picture. And best of all, you can get a complimentary, the third C, uh, review of your financial plan. So get one that is complimentary, customized, and comprehensive for you. Pick up the phone and give a call now, 888 888- 885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. If you get the voicemail when you call, don't hang up. Just leave a quick message, and Kevin will be able to return your call and set you up with a time to chat. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. I enjoyed our foray into uh, the meteorological world today, Kevin. That was fun. I know you're a weather nut, so this yeah. was fun for you, I can tell you. This was. I, I could probably keep going. We could pull out all sorts of weather terms and keep finding parallels, I'm sure. So. <laughs> this, maybe we'll do a part two one day. I was going to say, maybe part two. That's, That's right. exactly what That's I was right. going to say. Well, do you have an IRA? If you do, you're going to want to keep listening to today's show. We're going to talk coming up soon about 
the most frequently asked questions about IRAs, important information embedded in here that we're going to be talking about momentarily right here on Simply Financial. So stay tuned. After a while, all that financial noise seems to run together. In 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the, anyone, anyone, the Great Depression, passed the, anyone, anyone. It's time for a fresh perspective. Keep listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Glad you're with us today on Simply Financial. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Ray. He is your financial coach at Insight Folios. You can check us out online by going to insightfolios.com. Click the listen button to ask questions or listen to past episodes of the show. That's insightfolios.com. Kevin serves you throughout the Tri-City area. He was uh, born and raised in Pinconning and has an office there, of course. Co-author of the book, Navigating Through Retirement. And all told, it's about three decades of experience in the financial planning world. And that's why we turn to Kevin for guidance and advice each week on this show. If you have an IRA, I've teased it enough already on today's show, listen up because we're going to address some of the common questions, the FAQ section, if you will, uh, of IRAs. Now, sometimes people ask Kevin, you know, what kind of return can I expect inside of an IRA? Why is that kind of a, a really difficult or possibly even impossible question to answer? Well, I get that a lot, Walter. You'd be surprised how much I get that question. And I think the reason there's so much confusion there is some people, when we talk to them, they think the IRA is an investment product. What an IRA is a tax advantage investment tool, and notice I said tool there, that you use to invest funds into for retirement savings. So it's not an actual investment, it's a tool. In other words, it's a holding vessel rather than an investment. But the tool can be several things, and I think this is some confusion here too. It can be a range of financial products. So let me give you some examples. Could include, you know, stock fund or individual stocks. Could be a bond fund or individual bonds, ETFs, uh, mutual funds, CDs, an annuity, precious metals, just to mention a few. So your IRA is that holding vessel. Now, depending on where you put into that IRA as your investment tool, depends on what you can expect from returns. So if we're investing into a CD, we know our expected rate's going to be pretty doggone low because it's a fixed rate and we're about 1% right now. But we know on the other hand, if we look at stocks over time, you should be rewarded. So it depends which investment you're going, going to be in. And remember, if you say you start with stock funds today, think of these investments as your players on your favorite team. Now for me, uh, you know, it's tough being a player or a fan here in Detroit because we have the Lions, we have the Tigers, they haven't done so good lately. But those players on that team are going to change every year. We know that. So as you get older and over time, guess what? Your players or your investments are going to change with you. So when you're looking for returns, it depends on which vehicle you're looking at. And as you get older, those vehicles will change. So it's, 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 that's why it's impossible uh, to answer most of the time because it depends on everybody's situation. Everybody's different. That's a great point, Kevin. I think a lot to kind of try and keep your eyes on when it comes to IRAs because there are different moving parts and then we get differences even within the IRA world. So that's another common question. Most people don't know if they should contribute to a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. You'll hear IRAs referenced with both traditional and then you have this type called Roth. How do you help people make that decision and understand the differences? 
Well, there's a lot of confusion about that too, because there's a Roth IRA, you know, traditional IRA. A traditional IRA, basically the main difference here is where you're going to get a tax deduction. Let me give you an example. If you're going to invest $5,000 into a traditional IRA and you're qualified that you can do this, that $5,000 is exempt from tax. So let's put that in another scenario. You earn $50,000, that's taxable income. You put $5,000 into your traditional IRA, you pay tax on that $45,000. But what happens is down the road, whatever that $5,000 grows to, 100% of it when you pull it out is fully taxable, whatever tax bracket you're in. So you get a tax break now, but you're going to pay for it somewhere down the road. On the other hand, is when you have a Roth IRA. Same scenario, you make $50,000, you invest $5,000 into a Roth IRA. You do not get that tax deduction. In other words, you're going to pay tax on all $50,000 of income. But what you do get in return is whatever that $5,000 grows to down the road, when you pull it out, it is 100% tax-free. That's the big difference. So it boils down to, do you want to pay the tax now or do you want to pay the tax later? And in most cases, if you're in a high income tax bracket rate, it may benefit you to take the tax deduction now and do a traditional IRA. It may not. How do you tell? Well, it starts with sitting down and going through your finances and seeing which one would work out better for you. Now, remember, if you get a tax deduction today, look, and if you're a younger person and you got 20 or 30 years to go, I'm betting a Roth would be something worthwhile to look at because we don't want to build up a bunch of money in that traditional IRA. And when it comes to withdrawing that money, we're in a higher tax bracket and we're going to lose a good portion of the taxes. So everybody's different. But those are the two differences, and that's what I think that most people should be paying attention to. Do I want to pay the tax now? Do I want to pay the tax later? Which one will benefit me more? You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray, financial coach at Insight Folios, helping us navigate through this world of IRAs, trying to understand the ins and outs. If you have questions, by the way, about IRAs, give us a call. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888 888- 885-7526. And you can toss questions Kevin's direction, ask him a little bit more about this and see how your IRA fits into your overall financial plan and what might need to change with how you're currently structured there. We're going to talk some more about that momentarily. 888-885-PLAN. Again, that number though, if this is resonating with you and you want to maybe take some action here to get a review of your plan, you can also email Kevin. Kevin at insightfolios.com is the address. That's Kevin at insightfolios.com. When is a Roth conversion, Kevin, a good idea? And uh, what should people consider before doing it? You talked about pay me now, pay me later kind of concept. But you know, when does it make sense for folks to go that direction? Kind of the same conversation here. And I can tell you about two of my clients who are, who are doing converting some of their traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. They're both in their 50s, young 50s, and they've accumulated a lot of money. And they don't necessarily need the money uh, in retirement because they both have got pretty good pensions. So what they're looking at is just leaving it sit until they're age 72 now, the, the new SECURE Act. So if we think about that, let's say they have a half a million dollars and then they're going to let it grow for 20 years, there's a good chance it's going to be a million or a million and a half dollars. So if we let it go that long, the minimum distribution you're going to be forced to pull out is probably going to be forty or $50,000 at that time, maybe even 60000 So what does that mean if it's in a traditional IRA? I have to pay tax on it. So by thinking about converting to a Roth now, and this works especially if you have dollars in an outside account, in other words, sitting in your bank to pay the tax, because if you convert to a Roth, let's say you convert $20,000 from your traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, the tax is due on that $20,000 
for that year. So if you do it in 2020, you have to pay that tax by the April of next year. Why would you do that? Well, because I'm, I'm betting that taxes are going to go higher in a year. I don't want so much of my traditional IRA to grow so big that when I do pull it out, it's going to create a tax consequence for me. So those are the reasons that we sit down and we start talking to people. We start going down that avenue is we want to look 10, 15, 20 years down the road and just project based on what you're currently doing. What is going to be your required minimum distribution? Is it going to be worth it to convert some now, not all, but some now in hopes of, you know, we can have some tax-free money down the road and lessen our taxes down the road too. So that's a good conversation to have with most people. That's a great point, Kevin. And as we talk about these IRAs and whether it be a Roth or be a traditional, um, I think people then start to hear this discussion of a rollover at some point in time in their lives, especially if you have a 401k. When we have both of these things enter the equation, that's when we then hear that buzzword rollover. How can somebody know if they should roll over from a 401k into an IRA? Well, I think the first step is just, you know, take an in-depth look at what your 401k offers. In most cases, when I sit down and I talk to people, in most cases, there's a limited number of investments to choose from in your 401k. Your employer picks those investments. Inside those investments, can you really get the diversification that's needed going forward? Are you getting the help you need uh, from someone inside your 401k? Is there someone to guide you to, to help you make decisions how to best maximize your current 401k? Or do you simply call that 1-800-NO-HELP number and you're disappointed with the results? If you answered yes, then I suggest you look into the opportunity of rolling over your 401k to an IRA. So when you roll out of a 401k, you can roll to a new employer's 401k or to your traditional IRA. If you do decide to roll over your old 401k, then guess what? The whole universe of investments open up to you. There's a whole lot more ways to get more diversified. There's a whole lot more ways to get better income um, needs or projections than what you're currently doing. Instead of having eight or nine investments that you're limited to, you can have something that's going to be better fitted for you in retirement that probably will get you closer to your goals than what you're limited to inside your own 401k. So if this is you, you need to sit down, you need to look outside and say, if I do roll over this 401k, how am I going to better myself? You know, it has to be in your best interest. And by sitting down and talking to somebody and analyzing what the limitations are in your current 401k to what limitations are if you go into your, your own IRA and what benefits would you have, I think you'll find in most cases, it's a bigger benefit to roll out of that 401k and into your IRA. All right, Kevin, one more direction to take us in here as we talk about IRAs on today's show. You know, some of the big news financially of this year was supposed to be the SECURE Act. That has gotten overridden by the the tornado, <laughs> the market crash, if you will, yes. uh, or the tornado, as we called it earlier in today's show, and all the other things that have gone on in our country this past six months. So what changes, but let's go back to what was supposed to be the big news of the year, that, that thing called the SECURE Act. What changes to IRA should people know about because of the SECURE Act that was passed at the beginning of the year? Well, let's talk about a couple that um, couple of changes because there's a lot of them that happen out there. But for tax years beginning after 2019, the SECURE Act, one big thing it did is repeal the age restrictions on the contributions you can do to traditional IRAs. So in other words, if you're still working, I have clients, Walter, that are, you know, um, Lou, I know you're listening out there because you do all the time. You know, Lou's uh, older than 70 and a half and he is still working. So this would help benefit somebody like like that. So the limits are exempt from that now. So if you're working over 70 and a half, you can contribute to your IRAs. 
The other big change for most people is this. There's stricter rules on what's called the stretch IRA. Prior to this law, you could pass down your IRA to your beneficiary and they could take out minimum distributions based on their age over their life expectancy. The new law now requires that you liquidate that account in 10 years after the owner's death. Now, this does not apply if you're a spouse, but if you're not a non-spouse and you inherit an IRA in the year 2020 or after, you have to liquidate that account in 10 years. So why is that a big deal? Let's assume that you have a grandpa named Dave and he has $750,000 into an IRA and you inherit it when you're 40 years old. If you're 40 years old, the current IRS life expectancy table says you have 43.6 years to live. So you must start taking your RMDs from that inherited account. So what do you do? You divide 43.6 into the account balance, and that's the minimum you have to take out. And then the next year, you're a little bit older, so that it equates to a little bit more. So if you're 40 years old, 2.3% of that balance has to be taken out. If you're 41, 2.35. You can see that as you, the older you get, the more you're forced to take out. But let's go back to the new rule now. If you, you have to liquidate that in 10 years, that's a 10% withdrawal if you do it over a 10-year period versus a 2.3% withdrawal for that same 40-year-old. So that's, that's messing with a lot of clients that we're talking to with their legacy plans. So there are options out there to kind of circumvent and kind of help you out as far as as taxes would go on this because if you have that $750,000 and you do it over 10 years, that's $75,000 a year that's taxable income now. So you want to look in depth. If that was you and your, your plan was to leave your IRA to your children, you had that stretch IRA ID in the back of your mind, there's different ways to approach it now and it's going to take different planning. So, you know, don't sit on the sidelines and think that you're stuck. No, there's other ways to plan for this and mitigate that tax risk. Well, if you need some help with anything we've talked about over the last couple of minutes here, when it comes to your IRA, when it comes to uh, a 401k, rollovers, if any of these buzzwords or financial terms kind of, you know, ring and resonate with you, um, and you're not really sure what to do and what direction to head in, think of that as a nice little bell going off, you know, a little ding ding in the background to get some help, uh, kind of like that notification that pops up on your phone. Hey, here's something you might want to think about. Uh, that's the kind of things that Kevin can start pointing out to you, uh, the kind of conversations like we've had over the last couple of minutes. You know, is a Roth IRA or a traditional one the right one for me? Should I roll over? How much should go into each account? What are the expectations I should have? For these accounts. And really, this just scratches the surface at the kind of help that you get when you come in and meet with somebody like Kevin and meet with an experienced financial advisor. So if you're in the Tri-City area and you want to talk to Kevin a little bit more about your particular situation, because, you know, we can get into some, some basics here on the show, but we can't dive into the specifics of your situation until, of course, you come in and have a conversation. And you can set that up by giving Kevin a call at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888 888- 885-7526. When you're comfortable, reach out. Kevin will be happy to set aside time on the calendar to meet and talk with you soon. Call with your questions at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Get a complimentary review of your financial plan by calling today. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888 888- 885-7526. More coming up on today's show. Glad you're with us here on Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Ooh, 
It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. Kevin, my question for you this week, what's a risk you've taken that really paid off? Well, that's pretty easy one, Walter. I don't know if you knew this or not, but I was studying to be a chiropractor. Really? Yep. I did not know that. And then a good friend of mine, uh, he was a financial advisor, and, he, and I started looking into what he did, and I said, I really love that avenue. So I took the risk, and I jumped in both feet, and it's really paid off. I'm doing what I love, and every day I get to help people, and I get to meet people, and we have a big extended family of clients, and it's just, uh, I, that's the one thing I look back on and say, yeah, I'm glad I really took that risk because it's worked out better than what I ever could have imagined. So you were on one path and jumped onto another path, and that was a big risk. Very yeah, cool. I did, yeah. Nice. I'd say probably the same on, on this end as well. So just, you know, this whole idea of starting a media company and a business and, and you know, still being in the, the hosting and media world, but then saying, well, you know what, I'm going to turn this into my own company and taking that jump with uh, two of my good friends. And the three of us, you know, run a media company now. And it's been a great risk that we all took that has certainly paid off. So I'm a big believer in definitely take those risks in life. Uh, you'll be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the things you will do. You, you will. And is that why the guys call you the Jaws of Life? The, the Jaws of Life. <laughs> I'll take that as a nickname. I like that. Yeah, you're, you're good. <laughs> too funny uh much more coming up on today's show that's getting to know kevin ray a little bit better and uh we'll be back with some more financial talk coming up next no need to complicate it this is simply financial it's simply financial that's the name of the show and uh, our mission is really simple as well. It's about financial stuff. We try to help you get get better at what's going on in your financial life and when it comes to retirement. What are the important things you need to think about? How can we help? Uh, how can we point you in the right direction? How can we come alongside you and provide that assistance? That's why we're here each week. Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area. And occasionally we like to end the show with answering uh, some of your questions. Today, I think, Kevin, we only have time for one. Uh, it's a question from James, and we'll let him kind of take us out for the week. James says, I have a life insurance policy that I've had for many years, and I was able to stop paying premiums more than a decade ago while still keeping the policy in place. But I just got a letter that I need to start paying again to keep the policy. What happened? Well, Jim, this is a common problem that's happened. And if I had to guess, you have a, an older universal life policy. Let me explain how they work. When you originally purchased that policy, the interest rates, you probably purchased that 15, 20 years ago because you said you haven't paid in t for 10 years. Interest rates are much higher then. And then the insurance inside that policy is what's called term insurance. So the interest rates are higher, you got term insurance, meaning every year you get older, your cost of your insurance goes up. You're in a position where your interest rate probably was 7 8%, and now it's probably down to 3 or 4 And on top of that, your insurance costs are getting higher and higher every year. So much so that you have to pay in more and more premiums just to keep it going. You're finding that out right now. One sure way to find out um, this, Jim, though, is to call your company and ask for something that's called an enforced ledger. What this is, is a printout from your insurance company that will show you based on current rates and how much your premium is going to be going forward, how long will it last? And not only that, it'll show you that the increase of cost of insurance every year for the next 20 years. And you'll find out that when you get in your 60s or 70s, 
that insurance is probably going to get way out of hand. So what will happen is you'll lapse that policy. You won't be able to afford that policy if the premiums do that. So now's the time to sit down if you need that insurance because you can get guaranteed premiums now so that doesn't happen to you in the future. I would reassess that right away, Jim, just because I know usually what happens in these cases is that somewhere in the future, in the very new future, you probably run out of insurance because it's going to be not affordable for you to continue that. So pick up the phone, give me a call. I'd be happy to sit down and, and go through that policy with you, but get that in-force ledger that, that will give you a lot of information what's about to happen. Again, that number to call James or if anybody else is in a similar situation wondering what to do with a financial product or part of your financial plan that you have questions about, any question marks at all, turn them into answers by talking to Kevin. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. If you get the voicemail, just leave a quick message. Let Kevin know that you're interested in a complimentary financial review or that you've got some financial questions for him, and he'll be able to call you back and set up that time to meet. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for the help on today's show and the guidance as always and for putting on your weatherman hat at the beginning of the show today. That was fun. And uh, we'll look forward to another great conversation next week. We will. Uh, look forward to it, Walter. Here's to good weather for all in the coming week. Uh, watch thanks. out for the snakes. That's right. Watch out for the snakes. <laughs> we didn't get into the snake talk, but <laughs> no. we had lots of uh, snake talk before today. So, yeah. watch, watch where you step. Uh, more on that story maybe next week. Uh, thanks for joining us. So we'll talk to you next time right back here on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.